0: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: dean Pease has been cleared as we talked about in our nfl blitz god that's a
2: brilliant question
1: uh, it was. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rob Chibble in for Mike today uh, as we count down to uh, Christmas. Uh, by the way, wh- wh- what are your plans, man? You got everything done? You asked me earlier. I was I was out there. The stuff
2: the extravaganza it once was now that I've been divorced for a few years. So I, I, my daughter's in town. She's going to spend a lot of time with her grandparents and her mom. But I will get to see her and hang out with her some. And I'm going to cool. hang out with my girl who's Jewish but still likes Christmas. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It'll good. be just fine.
1: Yeah, man. Awesome. Um, We've been talking a lot today about uh, Trey Young. I'm going to let you hear what he had to say here just a little bit because he was talking about, you know, it's a game of inches. They came up short last night. I think a majority of our listeners, I'm not speaking for all of you because I can't, and I hear from many of you on social media, and thank you. Follow Rob Tribble. I'm at Up. See Dukes, this radio show, Dukes and Bell 929. Rob, the sentiment is that obviously there's something going on, but everybody's pointing it to the star. Whether it's all his fault or maybe none of it is, this is what happened when you are a superstar. Now, some guys say, well, Dukes, he's not a superstar. Yes, he is. Stop. He's a supermax guy. He's got major commercial deals. He's got his own shoe. We can talk about all the things that you think about when you say what makes up an NBA superstar. I'm not telling you that we've won multiple championships, but guys, there are numerous stars in this league that haven't won. So I'm not solely basing it on that. What he does, his attraction, when, when, when
2: he brings his game, people want to see Trey young, he's a superstar.: I'm surprised What percentage of people are kind of uh, coming out criticizing Trey? Most of them. Most of them. That's Because true. they say,
1: or at least the, the, the underlying issue is <sighs> superstars help fix these situations, right?
2: They don't make them worse. That's that's a, that's a tell, isn't it? That's a tell. I mean, I'm not saying this is a fan base turning against Trey. Well, they're starting to feel a certain way about him, apparently, based on what you told me. Right? I, I just well, I think people are. Can
1: we be honest? They're fed up. What's yeah. public was that you not at the game. <laughs> so why were you there? <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> I th- we, can we? You know, I, I'm going to quote Kevin Durant here, and I never thought I'd co- quote Kevin Durant. Can we just play basketball? Right. Can we just play basketball? Like, can we just win some games and be relevant and be a top-four team in the East and just go beat teams we're supposed to beat and not have all of this other stuff that's out there? That's all I'm saying. And I brought this up earlier, Rob. We'll get to uh, the top three at six here. I said, let's go around the league and look at the standings, and you guys tell me where there's drama in Milwaukee. Where's the drama with the Celtics? Where's the drama with the Cavs or even Brooklyn? Yeah, I know they had the Kyrie. Th- they're past that. They're right. playing great basketball right now. I mean, hell, the Knicks are even in front of us. So you don't hear any of this stuff. You go to the, the Western Conference, nothing from the Nuggets, nothing from and the Grizzlies, nothing from the Pelicans. We thought it was going to be all about, you know, <laughs> we thought it be, we'd be talking about a guy being hurt for most of the season. There's not even that conversation. He's been great. Zion's been unbelievable. No drama with the Suns. And here we are talking about all this stuff. Whoa, basketball ops, he's stepping down.
2: Stop giving us stuff to talk about. You know, that's just pure and simple. Stop giving us stuff to talk about.
1: A- and by the way, I'd love to just be talking about these games, but even the right. games have been frustrating because of the way mm-hmm. that we're losing.
2: Yep. And that, that's going to magnify the other issues, too. Well, they're losing. they're blowing double-digit leads. They lose last night a game they should have won. Should have won. So that's going to really shine the spotlight on the dysfunction.
1: All right, let me let you hear Trey. and Then we're going to get to the top three. Uh, I'll let you hear Nate McMillan because – Not Nate, ready to go. Nate, this has to stop. Y- you've been saying this for weeks now. We're flat. We started slow. We weren't ready to go.
2: Why? They're not responding to him anymore. <sighs> Don't say that, trouble. They're not re- – clearly, if he – like I said earlier, he can bring out an old school tape recorder with a cassette in there and just play it. <laughs> it's the same damn thing well, after just, every we, game. We
3: were—I thought we just played—we're flat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. What does that tell you? This is what it was. They're not listen, They don't hear his voice anymore. They ain't listening to him. We're flat. <laughs> <laughs> what about that night they went on the buzzer beater? They didn't even run the play that was designed out of the huddle just by. Happenstance—they won the game. They didn't even run what was instructed.
1: Stop. Stop! it! Why do we keep hearing this? All right, can I hear Trey?
4: Let me hear Trey. Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean you always want to be on the other side whenever you you want to be on the side where you're celebrating. And, um, but in the game is it's, it's a game of inches, and um, they they got the the rebound with the I mean. A second left and put it up. I mean, give them credit for hustling for it, but they just made one more play than we did. Last no, night, no, yeah. it's a
2: game of effort.
4: Oh, it's a game of want to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know, Nate. I feel you, brother.
1: He's Trey is right, and, and I, I apologize because we've been laughing at this all day <laughs> because I'm so tired of hearing it. And then Turtle threw in this this female reporter who was interviewing geo bernard down with the buccaneers well you were injured all year <laughs> and we just been going back and forth on this so that could have obviously apply to the hawks but this is the, the, the flat the, the we weren't ready oh, all that's, that's got to stop that's got to stop
2: all right we're some. in december we've heard the we've heard that phrase we were flat about a dozen times from nate in december it's not a good look Whew. All right, Stukes
1: and Bell. Rob Triple in for Mike. Turtle Man, let's get to the top three. It's time for the top three at six. Top three at six. Now let's see what we have here. All right, let's talk about who's playing for the Ravens because now. Playing
2: at a slow pace. <laughs> Come on. I'm just gonna have Nate complaining throughout the show.
1: <laughs> the whole damn show. <laughs> we we're flat, slow pace. We were ready. Uh all right. Huntley, does he scare you? That's who's starting for the Ravens.
2: Terrified. No. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what what their what their host up there, Rob, what's his name say in Baltimore? He basically called him trash, didn't he? He's like, that guy's a joke. You're gonna hear from Rob Long coming up. He was so funny Rob I recommended highly. He was really good.
1: Um but yeah, man, so they Lamar's not playing. Falcon fans, this is what I'm telling you. Lamar's not playing, which is good news for us. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. We'll give you our official picks coming up tomorrow on the show, but Arthur Smith was talking about, you know, this is a, another must win. Do you see it that way? Do you see this as a must win?
2: Well, if, if you want to keep that zero point zero two percent playoff yeah. chance alive, yes, it is a must win. I'm very selfishly, since I'm hosting the Falcon Flyover around five thirty that day on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I want to be talking about a win. I don't want to have to come in here like a batan death march and have to talk about some wretched game the Falcons played. We're flying. So for- <laughs> Very selfishly. I want them to win. <laughs> I agree <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Dumb radio's fun radio, isn't it?
1: It's silly. It's just silly.
2: <laughs> but it's so damn funny. Yes.
1: I do want to win. All right, let me hear Arthur talk about this is a must win. It's another one.
3: The reality is, I mean, they're all a must wins, but uh our focus is this challenge. I mean, you know, I mean, we were in the same spot last week where we we're getting all the bizarre scenarios around us. But most importantly, we gotta we got to find a way to win. And that's all we're concerned about is Baltimore and the challenge. Not letting the other things distract us. You know, these are always a great test at the end of the year, especially this week. You're playing on a short week. Everybody's in the middle of the holiday season. Um, all the other things that can, that can creep in. It's our job as professionals uh, to be really you know, focused at the task at hand and then see if we can improve and go get a win again.
2: You know, I just want to wish all of Atlanta merry Christmas <laughs> from the Smith family. <laughs> what are you saying? He
1: wasn't excited? We're on one right now. <laughs> Coach Arthur Smith talking about, it's it, listen, they all oh, are must-wins. You want to win all that you can I'm more about the development of our quarterback. Let
2: me see yep. more of Desmond Ritter and what he's going to do and what this is potentially going to look like. But it would be comical if they somehow backed into the playoffs. No doubt. Because this has been such a comically ridiculous, absurd year in the NFL. It'd be only fitting. So why can't we have a playoff game? <sighs> I'm not expecting a Lombardi trophy. It'd be hilarious if we did, though. Well, listen, and the- it comes down to the last week against Buccaneers, and Tom Brady off into the sunset with his... That or would, just a Russian model girlfriend, if that's really his girlfriend. Yeah,
1: th- th- that would be – have you seen her, by the way?
2: Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. her. Oh.
1: I, uh, I'm with you. That would be great to, to do that. I don't know if it's going to happen. I still think the Buccaneers, they're a game up on everybody. They still have the, the, the easiest path to potentially win this division. Yeah. Uh, with that said, listen, Kirby Smart did not sign – Georgia did not sign a quarterback in this year's class. Some dog fans are saying, what's going on? Is this a big concern? Listen to what Kirby said and how he's viewing things now.
4: I think it's irrelevant in today's day and age. You know, the portal's full of them. You know, there's going to be them. There's going to be multiple guys in every year. Uh, you want to do the best job you can to get the best quarterback you can. Um, you know, when you have three quarterbacks, sometimes you don't have any, and when you have one quarterback, that's when you have a quarterback. And uh, you know, we're very pleased with what we have in our quarterback room. We think we got um, three quarterbacks that are going to be really good.
2: Yeah, there
1: you go, uh, Gunnar Stockton, yeah. right? Brock VanderGrip, they've got no, guys. They've got guys. And, and I think they trust these guys. But Kirby's basically saying, Rob and I were talking about this, is Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9, the game. The portals just change everything. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really want to go get a quarterback that's in the portal and you're a guy that maybe has playing time experience, you go get him. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't recruit still, you don't recruit quarterbacks, but it's become easier to go
2: find that guy with the portal. Especially if you're Kirby in Georgia. Yes. Or in Alabama or Clemson or – at all. Those uh, upper echelon programs, they can just cherry pick.
1: No doubt. Uh, the top signing, I, I'm going to say this. We'll see how it shakes out. you got to see these guys on the field. But Damon Wilson, edge rusher from Florida, mm-hmm. monster. Yep. That, that's the one guy that everybody's talking about that Georgia got, and he may turn into one of those special defensive players. We were talking about Roquan Smith earlier with with Dave Archer. They they don't have
2: trash on the roster now. Some guys (sighs) that have contributed this year, they haven't necessarily played every week, but they've played enough, and they've played a lot. So, again, the embarrassment of riches for Kirby Smart up there at Georgia.
1: Jets, Jags tonight, right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. As a matter of fact, Turtle's going to have the pre-pre for you. Pre-game starts at 7.30, kicks at 8.30. Jacksonville at Jets. You like one or the other? You like one or the other tonight?
2: I like the Jaguars. They're they're heading in the right direction. And uh, guess what? Sunshine can play now that he has a coach. Boy, he's playing well.
1: Yes. All right, guys, coming up, the latest on the Ravens, their new quarterback, or at least the one that's starting against us. And what do they do well? Find out. We'll talk to Rob Long from 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore next.
3: Playing at a slow pace.
1: Radio 92.9, the game. The most important story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. We do it every week, guys. We go behind enemy lines to try to find out a little bit more about our upcoming opponent. And today we're going to talk to our buddy Rob Long, 105.7, the fan in Baltimore. He is the morning show co-host. Rob, appreciate you jumping on with us. Let's start with this quarterback situation. No Lamar. I just heard
3: you rejoin us
1: I just heard you rejoin us you Said
3: you're getting all the intel. I'm not telling you anything. What are you talking about?
1: We're, we're coming <laughs> to you for joking, everything. Man, just... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Lamar not being there and Tyler Huntley. Who, who's Tyler Huntley? What is What, what are we going to see uh, Saturday?
3: Uh, man, I, I I don't like him. I'm <laughs> just to be honest with you, man. I mean, if you are a fan of throwing passes at the line of scrimmage, and hoping that your receivers can get some yards. I think the wide receivers last week had negative one-yard total. Uh, if you're a fan of that, then it's, it's, that's fine. If not, it's going to be bad football, a bad offensive football. It's, it's, this offense lately has taken uh, offensive football back uh, two decades, to be quite honest with you. This does not resemble uh, this generation's NFL offense.
2: Rob, this is uh, Rob Tribble here. Uh, I heard about flyers being dropped under the practice field, uh, wanting Greg Roman fired.
3: Yeah, like college and, and stuff.
2: It was a player that,
3: that revealed that the flyers were dropped at their facilities where there cameras all over the place and you can't get in the gate unless you pass security. So who dropped them? A like the player is the one that posted it on social media.
5: So, I
3: mean, <laughs> uh, yay, you know, and, and with the cameras, you know, you, you would think if a perpetrator from the outside did it, we would know by now because they have cameras all over the place. It's been mummed. I mean, it, it went away quickly which, you know, leads me to believe, you know, ask the question, who did it? Who did it?
1: (laughs) Interesting. We're talking with Rob Long. Yeah, man. Listen, and, you know, um, I I don't want to say that this whole season has kind of been like, all right, what's going to happen with Lamar? But it kind of has. We've been debating this. I want to get your opinion on this, Rob. Some people are saying don't come back until the playoffs. I don't care what the circumstances are. And then some people are like, don't come back at all. Oof. What, what are we playing for? Like, is that in Lamar's character? Is that in his nature, depending on this upcoming deal that's going to happen this offseason?
3: Well, to talk about his character nature, uh, I don't know if it will be an indictment on his character, to be honest with you, because it's business. You know what I mean? When teams do things, we don't question their character. But when individuals, the players do, we question theirs. As a fan, i like to see Lamar back ASAP. But as a businessman... He's going to get franchised next year anyway. This team is awful. They're not built to go through the playoffs. They don't have any offensive weapons. He is the offensive weapon. You're, what you're seeing about the Ravens right now is the Ravens are number eight. That's who they are. Same dudes out there that's out there with him that, scored, that produced three points against the Cleveland Browns, three points. Yeah, there was two Justin Tucker missed field goals. Okay, they would have produced nine points. So you're seeing right now that it's all about number eight. You don't want to pay me? Well, pay somebody to give me some help. That's the problem. I'm not paying anybody on the offensive side of football. The businessman in me says, Lamar, man, pack it in and see him in 2023. You're getting a franchise anyway. The wow, fan you're... in me says, Are well, y'all come the... back now. Maybe with you we can make a run.
2: Are y'all the phoniest 9-5 team ever? <laughs> y'all as
3: phony as the Minnesota Vikings? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that it's a tale of two seasons. I'm I, I don't. I'm not. i not am a high school basketball coach, so I don't believe a win is a win. I don't believe that. I mean, you know, you hear fans say that all the time. no. All games are, to me, a revelation of who you are that week. And if you squeak out a win on a last second drive, late sec- late late minute drive against the Denver Broncos at home, and you walk away from that, you say a win is a win. Nah, I hope the coaches aren't saying that. I hope they evaluate what happened in that game. That was an awful game that revealed a lot of bad things against a team that can't score. You know, Denver Broncos model is we can't score and you can't make us. You know, so you were fortunate to win that football game. So it's, yeah, you can say it's nine and five. But, I mean, come on, this is a bad – the NFL is not – from top to bottom, is a bad league. You got the, You got a team that's with two games in the 500, the NFC South fighting for it, and the Atlanta Falcons are behind them who've lost, what, three in a row, and you're still in it. So, I mean, that's, that's what the NFL is this year. So, to go 9-5 right now, yeah, your record is what it is, but the eye test tells me that the upper echelon of the AFC – you know, I mean, you're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals who are in, in, in our division. You know, you're talking about the – uh, Buffalo Bills, and you're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. When I look at the Ravens versus those three teams, it doesn't pass the eye test or the smell test. And and the arrow right now is not pointing up. So I think there's some talent on this football team, but either they don't know how to use it or it's misplaced. But right now, something's wrong. And I think the next three weeks, you can easily see revealed. This This team is either going to take off or implode. Is there's that no, fan- it's not, not going to be in between. Is that
2: fan base rolling their eyes at that team like you are?
3: Yes, yes. They wow. are. Listen, if if when you when you when you hang up and go to commercial, look at the last three games. Look at them. It's it's not. It's a it's a revelation of you beating up with some teams that you should beat. You should beat those teams. But when you look at giving up double digit leads in the fourth quarter okay. against teams like the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins, I mean that's just not. There's it, it, something wrong. There is something wrong right now with the Baltimore Ravens. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something wrong, and I. I've been covering this team now for 18 years. I guarantee you that before the end of the season, we'll find
1: out what's wrong. Rob Long is not a believer in the Ravens. 105.7, the fan in Baltimore. <laughs> Let's talk about one positive, can we? What about Roquan Smith? That's
3: a positive, right? I love him. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, well, now we talk about something positive in Eric DaCosta. I love Eric DaCosta, general manager of the Baltimore Ravens. and he has a He has a habit of going out this time of the year and going to get into pieces. You saw him do that with Marcus Peters. Now he did it with Roquan Smith. You know, this is what Eric DaCosta does. He went out and got, I hope they re this guy. Man, don't give up two draft picks and not resign this guy. So Roquan Smith has been just what the doctor ordered. I remember sitting back when they drafted him. I said, you know, those running plays, if people get up the middle and we're trying to figure out, why wow, can not we get the tackle? You're going to find out how good this D-line is now that Roquan Smith did because he's going to come up, scrape it, and destroy him. His first two tackles with the Baltimore Ravens were blowing up running backs. Those same gaps that I said, you were missing the inside linebacker. He is phenomenal. Best inside linebacker we've had in Baltimore since Ray Lewis. I'm not compared to Pugh Ray Lewis. I'm just saying he's the best since Ray Lewis.
2: Have you said anything positive about the Falcons <laughs> on the air this week? I'm just kind of curious what your perspective is from the uh, outside looking in.
3: I, I think you got some good skill positions on offense. Running back, receiver. And I'm intrigued by your quarterback from college. I'm intrigued by him. I, I I can't say uh, I'm a doubter. I can't say I'm sold. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. I think just watching him from the college standpoint, he can make the throws. Uh, he's a good decision maker. But it's hard to play quarterback in the National Football League. There's a reason why he wasn't a first-round draft pick. But that doesn't mean he can't be successful because we see that with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a first-round draft pick to be a franchise-type of quarterback. I'm very intrigued by him. And like I said, you have an outstanding wide receiver and in a running back position. You 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 have some skill. Tight end. I forget. I can't forget tight end. So you have some, really, some good skill position players in, uh, on the offensive side of football. I think, I think you have – and even in the losses, you, you've been right there for a lot of those losses as well. Um, you know, I used to live in South Carolina, so I'm kind of between the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons, so I always have at least one eye on the Falcons team. I think you got some pieces on offense to build around.
1: Yeah, Rob, it's a well-coached team. That, that's what this comes down to. a Not a, ta- not a talented is. team, right. but it's a well-coached team that you don't kill yourself in these games, and you have a chance in the fourth quarter. Problem is what you're talking about with the Ravens. We don't have the talent to overcome some of this stuff. Not yet. Yeah. I want to ask you about Deshaun Deshaun Jackson. Look, it's not 2013. What are they doing with these wide receivers? I mean, in 2013, Deshaun was a 1,300-yard wide receiver. Now, you know, I'm supposed to think that I'm getting something out of him now. Sammy Watkins is there. Part of my issue with the Ravens, as we go behind enemy lines, guys, talk about Falcons-Ravens matchup this weekend, the wide receiving core
3: stinks. that's what I just said. I just said that. I mean, you you let Sammy Watkins go after last year. He goes to Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers need wide receivers so badly that they cut him, and then you pick him up. That's your answer? Sammy Watkins, who hasn't shown to be a number one wide receiver since, what, 2014? Well, wait a minute. You just told me
1: your general manager, you had mad respect for him. He's
3: doing these moves. What's the cost of doing? I do have mad mad respect for him, but what's (laughs) out there right now? That's it. I mean, the problem is, this is this is my problem. Uh, uh, problem? Isaiah Likely? Isaiah Likely had an outstanding game when mm-hmm. when uh, uh, Mark Andrews was out, and I said on air when Mark Andrews come back comes back, Isaiah Likely would disappear. You know why? Because this is an either or offense. You either use this guy or you use that guy. Greg Roman doesn't know how to use weapons. He doesn't know how to put all those guys out there and make the defense think, well, who are we going to guard? Oh, wait a minute, just, Rob. Wait a minute. Now, now wait a minute. Guy? You
1: want you want Greg Roman out of there. His first year, Lamar, all I heard was how great Greg Roman is. And now three years later, he's he's forgot how to coach this team?
5: You didn't listen to me uh, about
3: what Greg Roman is. but I, I think it's a good offense the first year, and it still can be a good offense. But when the league adjusts to that, you have to add something to it. You don't have to get rid of the offense, but you have to add other dynamics to it. Problem is, it's the same offense with no different dynamics from 2019. They've added nothing else to it. I don't even mean new personnel. I mean new, new, new gadgets, new plays. Have you ever saw the Ravens route trees from an aerial from the all 22? Where you got wide receivers on the same side of the field, four or five yards apart. So if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm looking back. I'm like, who am I going to? Do? You guys are both standing on, you know, uh, on the hash bar. One is standing on the 15, the other one is standing on the 20. You see that so many times. You've heard a lot of pros, four pros call them out too. Kurt Warner loves beating them up. It just does not resemble an NFL offense. Look it up yourself. Get the all twenty-two. It's just not very good. But bottom line. So when you start so if, if I'm if I'm Eric DaCosta, I have I've drafted you guys. I've given you guys a run four threes and four fours. You can't use them. You prove that uh Isaiah Likely is a weapon, but you don't use him when Mark Andrews comes back. Why can't you use other offenses use just two tight ends? You got three of them. You can't put them all on the field together. You got two dynamic running backs. Last week, last week, J.K. Divers averaged almost 10 yards a carry for 13 carries. Mm. Gus Edwards averaged eight yards a carry for seven carries. Those two, Yet you threw the ball 30 times with your backup quarterback. Why? Why do you run the ball 20 times with two running backs averaging eight and 10 yards a carry, but your backup quarterback was averaging four and a half yards per attempt gets 30 passes? Four and a half yards an attempt. Your running backs average more per attempt than your quarterback did.
2: That's because football's chose, easy coaches make it hard.
3: You, you chose to throw the ball more than run the ball. Yeah. All
1: right, Rob. What happens in this game? What happens?
3: Oh, what? I mean, it's still good enough to beat the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: After all that, you kill your team in every aspect, and then you're going to have the audacity to say they're
3: better than the Dude, Falcons. You beat the ass <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I said if Lamar Jackson – before we do Lamar Jackson was plan? I said if Lamar plays, it's going to be 20 to 6 uh, – or 20 to 9 Ravens. If Lamar does play uh, – does not play, it'll be 12 to 9 Ravens. So 12 to 9 Ravens.
1: It's a low-scoring game, guys. I hope that's not the case. That's a lot of field goals. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Thanks to Rob Long from 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Listen, that's good intel. They have a lot of problems. Lamar's not playing. We have our issues. Uh, But I also think there are some things that we can do against this Ravens team that can uh, create some success for us. And we're going to see Saturday, guys. Saturday, 1 o'clock pre- or kick, should I say, 11 o'clock kick here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. All right, Rob, we got to get to tonight's game winner. We, we brought this up earlier, and I'm going to let you hear from Dansby Swanson. He talked about why he chose Chicago. Whether you think it's a sentimental thing or not, somebody brought you to sports, whether it was baseball, football, basketball, and they said, hey, we're watching this. This is our team. This is what we're doing, and you fell in love with it. 404-741-0929. Who was it? Was it your mother, like me? Was it uh, his, your grandfather, your uncle, like Rob Tribble? Uh, maybe it was your dad who said, hey, this is our team. 404-741-0929. That's tonight's game winner. We'll take your phone calls. Who took it or brought you to sports, and then you took it over and now to this day. Maybe you still watch that team, even if you've moved away. We know we got a lot of transplants in Atlanta. Maybe you were in Chicago or New York, and you still follow that team because that person brought you to sports. Stukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. On Dukes and Bell, your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question. Who brought you to sports? Somebody in your life set you down, had you watch a game, said, this is our team, this is who we root for. And you fell in love with it. 404-741-0929. Why? In
2: my case, is a child abuse because it was all the Atlanta teams. And you know how many <laughs> losing seasons I had to deal with growing up. <laughs> we're watching the Falcons again. Yes. <laughs> you, and you said
1: it, Rob. There was a time. I think Braves fans take this for granted prior to the 90s. If you were an 80s kid watching the Braves, oh, my grandmother lived right down the street in Griffith. We come and the
2: Braves were not good. No. They weren't good. You could buy an upper-level ticket and just move down behind the dugout, basically.
1: Um, and so, I, I hear you. Then we got to the 90s, and we're winning every year, right? So, don't take it for granted. Um, Chris, you said it was your, your buddy, your friend? My cousin, Eric. Okay. We went from playing with wrestling action figures to him getting me to make my baseball debut. All right. It was my mom. She was always the one. We are watching the game, and the game was on, and it was on around us. I want you to hear Dansby, then I'm going to take your phone calls, 404-741-0929. This is the reason why we brought it up. He told a story about his grandfather. You guys know Dansby is from here. He's not going to be a brave moving forward. He'll be a Cub. But he talked about this story and why signing with the Cubs and what it meant to him. And, and Rob, here's the deal. Some people, you said it. Randy McMichael was
2: I don't want to hear this. He cares about his grandfather. I don't want to hear about him winning him up there in Chicago. I don't care about this, but I will I will tell and you. Roman Cuddly McMichael. Yeah,
1: man, I think there's something sentimental about this. And, and for you as a sports fan, whether your team was good or bad, you got vested. And, 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 and that's what happens. Here's Dansby.
4: So he ended up uh, passing away on the day after we got married. And the one thing that just always stood out was he lived – Across the yard from my parents and I and my brother and sister. And so every day when I would come home from school, I would run up to his house. I'd run in and pretty much like demand that he come outside and hit me ground balls, which he would always do. But every time I walked in, he would have a Cubs game on um, back when it was on WGN. And I can't look at my parents. He would have a Cubs game on, and I was always like, Pops, we're in Atlanta, dude, like, we're Braves fans, and it was just something he loved baseball so much, and all he ever wanted me to be was doing what I'm doing now. So, having won a championship in Atlanta for one of his favorite teams, we just felt that the Cubs, which were his second favorite team, that bringing a championship to this city Was just what we have felt called to do. So to be able to play for two of my grandfathers, two favorite teams, um, means literally like the world to me. So thank you. And I'm glad I got through that without crying. So thank you.
1: Great stuff from Dansby. Who brought you to sports? Let's start with David. David, you're on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Hey, man.
3: Hey, man. Who was it, David? University of Washington. I'm from Seattle. My mom uh, went to school there, graduated. used to tutor some of the football players, and we didn't have enough money for a babysitter because she brought me to campus and told me to stay out of trouble. So I made my way down the football field one day, and Warren Moon started throwing me the ball back and forth. Wow. Wow. I'm a diehard Husky fan ever since, as long as all my Seattle teams.
1: Pretty cool story, threw right one there. Of the prettiest balls ever. He was Warren cold Moon. in college, he man. Was, he, was cold, he came buddy. out of he came out of college. Should have been drafted to the NFL. Yeah. Was not. Warren Moon was a bad dude. David His skin that's a, was a
2: sin back then. Unfortunately,
1: true enough. David, great story. Austin, you're up next. Who brought you to sports, Austin? Hey, man.
5: Hey, man. It was my great grandmother. My parents got divorced when I was six years old, so. During the divorce, I had to go live with her, and there's not much a 85-year-old woman and a 6-year-old boy have in common. So <laughs> every day when I would come home from school, she would cut out the Braves articles, the George articles, and the Falcons articles, and we would sit there and read the AJC articles every single day. So from 6 to 7 years old, that was my homework first to do that with her, and that's where it all started. Isn't
1: that crazy? And then you're starting to know the players, and you're looking at box scores. Back-to-back, back great
2: callers on this. One. No doubt, this man. This is a good one. Did you say your grandmother, she would just smoke and watch just the game? smoking and uh, listening to the games on the radio okay. with me. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'd be under the dining room table. She's sitting right above me just chain-smoking. <laughs> Let's talk to Chief. Chief, who brought you to sports? Hey, man.
3: What's happening, Chief? What's going on, Chief? Hey, Chief. I, it hit my grandfather. Now, I know you guys remember the Monday night baseball games that you would come on. Right. And, he would, you know, he would sit there, but it was one thing, two, three teams he told me not to like. He told me not to like the Cowboys, not to like the Boston Celtics, and not to like the Dodgers. And I said, Grant, you know, what's that about? He said, because they win too much.
1: <laughs> they were winning a lot at that point. I mean, in the 80s, right, the Celtics and the Lakers played for the championship eight of the ten years of the decade. So, if you grew up watching that, you were a Laker or a Boston Celtics fan. It's just kind of what it was because they were in the championship The players seemed year.
2: a lot less spoiled back then. They didn't want to join together. They wanted to, Magic wanted to beat Bird's ass and vice versa. They didn't want to join up. No doubt. Sweet! You're up next. Sweet, who brought you to sports?
3: Hey, man. Hey, man. A grammar
4: school phys- physical education coach saw me playing soccer one day and says, you have a good leg. You should learn to kick. And I wound up uh, kicking
3: in high school, uh, extra points, field goals, got a scholarship to a major
4: university, broke my leg in my senior year in high school and couldn't pursue it. But he was the one that really got me interested in that. And I have to say to all of you guys, Merry
3: Christmas uh, to you and Mike Bell. I know he's not there, but uh, Merry Christmas, Carl.
1: Thanks. Thank you. Sweet. Merry Christmas to you, too. We appreciate you, man. We're back tomorrow, 2 o'clock. And we've got a big show planned. We'll tell you who's coming up today. A big shout-out to Grant McCauley, Dave Archer. Uh, Also, we got a chance to talk to Rob Long from Baltimore. And you heard from Coach Arthur Smith. Big shout-out to Rob Tribble as well filling in today. Let's get out of here, man, and clear our throat. Dukes and Bell
2: are wrapping up another
1: show. So, it's time for Let Me Clear My throat on Sports Radio 92.9. Oh! The Game. Coming up, guys, we got Thursday Night Football. Jacksonville at the Jets tonight. 7.30 pregame, kicks at 8.30. Turtle's going to take you up till the pregame, and he'll get a chance to talk about the J-E-T-S Jets. Jets, Jets. I don't know how many points you scored. It's supposed to rain at least the first half. Maybe maybe it's longer. Uh, this should be an interesting game, though. And if Jacksonville does win, Rob Tribble, look out. Look out. They're coming. Coming. uh they've been playing some really good football hey tomorrow guys chuck smith stops by we'll uh, break down the falcons ravens game with him up front uh our buddy jeff schultz from the athletic will stop by around 320 steve holman bang voice of the hawks as they play the pistons tomorrow at home another chance to get right and our buddy joe patrick will stop by as well as we'll preview falcons ravens again all right plenty to get to tomorrow make sure you're here at two o'clock i think zeno's gonna be here he sent a picture His arm is all wrapped up. He had the the elbow surgery thing today. And I said, are you taking painkillers? I'm not taking anything. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's how I read the text. (laughs) So we'll see if Zeno's here tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Hey, Rob Triple, thank you so much, man. Let's get out of here. Clear your throat, man.
2: Trey, grow up. Hawks, have some won't to. Stop playing flat. (laughs) Cut the crap. Trey, grow up. Be grateful for what you have and your station in life. Appreciate it embrace it, and get over yourself.
1: Hey, I don't know if you saw this, but Tua Tungabailoa got 300,000 fan votes, and he doesn't get in the Pro Bowl. Whoops. I don't know if you take that personal or not. I think he's a top-five quarterback in this league right now, and I know there are some guys that are better than him, but I, we had this debate on the air a couple of weeks ago, and the fans around the country said he deserves to be there, but he doesn't get in. Maybe now is playing with a chip on his shoulder. Hey man, we're back at you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. If you love the show,
2: tell your friends. If you don't, that's why your mother never loved you. Flat.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better